the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, August the 18th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On August 18, 1587, Virginia Dare became the first child of English parents to be born in present-day America. She was born on what is now Roanoke Island in North Carolina. However, the Roanoke colony ended up mysteriously disappearing. No one knew what happened to them. Today, in 1894, Congress established the Bureau of Immigration. I think we might need to reestablish that from the top down. I'm thinking of reestablishing the presidency as well. Today, in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution guaranteeing American women's right to vote was ratified. Tennessee became the 36th state to approve it. Today, in 1983, Hurricane Alicia slammed into the Texas coast and left 21 dead, causing more than a billion dollars worth of damage. 1983, global warming, climate change was already upon us. We didn't even know it. Today, in 2011, Vice President Joe Biden met with Chinese Vice President Xi Jinping in Beijing. I would suspect that Hunter was along for the trip. Today in 2020, Democrats formally made Joe Biden their 2020 presidential nominee at their all-virtual national convention. I got to tell you, as I watched that um, Biden's and the Democratic Party's whole run-up to that convention and run-up to the election, I didn't, I mean, honestly, I, I, I admit, I didn't think he had a chance to win. I didn't think even the most staunch Democrats, all of them, would be able to vote for him. I do not to this day believe he got the number of votes that is recorded that he got. I I just don't believe it. And I know, I know that makes you a kind of a marginal person to even suggest that there was any wrongdoing. People are going to jail because they suggested there was wrongdoing in the election. I'm just saying Man, oh man. Anyway, one year ago today, Taliban militants in Afghanistan attacked protesters who dared to take down the Taliban banner and replace it with the country's flag. They killed at least one person over the flag. Remember First Lady Rosalind Carter, Jimmy Carter, Mrs. Jimmy Carter? Today's her birthday. She's 95 years old. Happy birthday to Rosalind Carter. They're an amazing couple, I'll tell you. I, uh, I, I'm always intrigued by both Jimmy Carter. His presidency was a disaster, but for some reason, it, it's just hard to dislike him. It's easy to dislike Joe Biden, but his presidency was a disaster. But he just kept kind of going along, you know, with that crooked smile on his face as though everything was just fine. Interesting. 
a radical Antifa promoting public school teacher in California is being paid a large settlement from taxpayer funds to resign his position. The guy's name is Gabriel Gipe, G-I-P-E. He was first publicly exposed a year ago in August of 2021. It was through reporting by Project Veritas. They're the ones that go around and investigate. They they take you know videos and stuff of people talking when people don't know they're being uh, recorded on video. Gipe is a, or he was, a social studies teacher at, I think it's pronounced Intercom High School in Sacramento. I'm sure I'll hear from people if I mispronounce it. I, I often do on, on words, but I say a lot of words, so I, I miss some of them. But anyway, I think it's Intercom High School. Uh, anyway, it's in Sacramento, and he was shown on a hidden video by Veritas, who was doing some interviewing of people investigating this they are a very conservative organization they in my opinion they've done a lot of great work but anyway um Gipe said that his mission he's telling this person that he thinks he's bragging to a little bit i guess he's telling them that his mission was to turn his students into revolutionaries and he lamented that he only had 180 days with them to shape them into his worldview. Gipe admitted that he was a member of the violent group Antifa and said that he had worked on influencing his students by trying to scare the expletive out of them. He spoke proudly of his policy of giving extra credit to students who attended Antifa events after school. He said the students who attend Antifa protests, uh, community events, or tabling could take pictures and write up a reflection and get extra credit. When a student expressed concern about the Antifa flag, Gipe, he had it hanging in his classroom, he bragged that he suggested to the student that the student was a fascist. He said he told the student that the flag was, quote, meant to make fascists feel uncomfortable. He warned the student. He said, maybe you shouldn't be aligning with the values that this is antithetical to. In other words, maybe you should change and become Antifa. After the video went viral, it was part of, as I said, the Project Veritas reporting, this uh, school district superintendent, Chris Evans, he issued a statement indicating he planned to fire Gipe. Evans cited numerous violations and blah, 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 but he wrote that teachers in the district must, without bias or favoring their own personal beliefs, share facts and information around differing perspectives. So Evans concluded that Gipe crossed that line and violated that trust. The Antifa social studies teacher didn't go away and he wouldn't resign. So what happened was he hired a leftist attorney and the leftist attorney has now brought the school, the school board in Sacramento to the point where they are now, based on, on all of the evidence and all of the recorded comments that this guy's making, just there's no pretense of educating. It's all about making them into revolutionaries. They now, the school board, the school district, has agreed to pay $190,000 to this Gipe, this teacher, as a settlement in exchange for his resignation. I don't, I mean, man, former, former teacher's base salary was $60,000. 
and they're giving him $190,000 to resign after he's on tape and he's all over the place telling Veritas and others that he's trying to make revolutionaries out of these kids. That's the environment we have in our public schools today. You say, well, Gary, that's one incident in Sacramento. No, it happens all the time. It takes a different, little bit different color each time or a different shade or a different, you know, bent. But they're, I mean, it's, it, it's endemic in the school system in America. I mean, there's, there's from lesbian activists to gay homosexual men activists to, to racist to Black Lives Matter. To, I mean, it, there's no end to it. And it's just found, a, it's just woven its way into the fabric of what we call public education. And I'll tell you, I, I, I mention it often on this program, and sometimes I wonder, do I talk about it too much? And something deep inside of me says, no, you don't. We've got, got to bring this to the forefront and turn on the light on what we know as public education. I'm not opposed to education. I'm pro-education. That's why I feel so passionately about this, because the school of all places was meant to be. Noah Webster had a vision in the beginning of this country, and the vision was that everybody here, it wouldn't be like England where only the, the upper class could have an education. He wanted everybody to be educated. He felt we could be, I mean, these are his words, that we could be more effective Christians if we were educated that if we were not. He felt that our children could have better effect, that it would create a, a better and a more productive society if Christianity prevailed in the hearts and lives of the citizens of America. I mean, he said this. I mean, it, was, it wasn't, there was no pretense of trying to hide it, like, well, we're really Christian, but we're not going to say anything about it, because separation of church and state. Thomas Jefferson didn't practice what our people, the left, now preaches as separation. His separation was, don't worry about the government, church. They, We have fixed it so we put up a wall so they can't meddle in the affairs of the church. That's how important the church is. And Thomas Jefferson wasn't known as one of the great evangelical leaders of his time, but he recognized the importance of traditional values. And he recognized the fact that other countries had fallen and failed miserably that had chosen relativistic or evolving principles. And all of those founders did. And I, you know, I I don't claim to be an expert, but I've studied it my entire life, and I'm over 40 now. So I've I've spent some time looking at history of, of America, quite a bit of time. And I'll tell you. Well, Gary Bauer, Senior Vice President of Public Policy at the James Dobson Family Institute. <laughs> you probably know Gary Bauer. He's been around. I think he ran for president a few years ago. I, I don't know him, but I, I've had a conversation or two with him over the years. But anyway, he's a, he's a good guy. He ran for president. He didn't do particularly well, but he's very passionate about what he does. And he's involved with Jim Dobson now at, at the James Dobson Family Institute. <clears throat> and Gary is, Bauer is also president of American Values. That's kind of a public policy organization. Boy, he came out yesterday really swinging on this thing. He said, beginning as a trickle, turning into a tidal wave in a few weeks, America's 13,000 school districts 
are gearing up for the 2022-23 school year. He says, soon your children will be doing homework, but we have a crucial homework assignment for you too, parents. I want to talk a little bit about that assignment. Maybe you say, well, my kids are growing and I, I don't have any kids in school. You know, they have kids and so on. But if you have grandchildren in school, maybe pass this on to somebody that's not listening to me or to Dobson or to Gary Bauer or whomever. Pass on this information because I'll tell you, this isn't marginal. I mean, it is mainstream in public education today. It's all out indoctrination. And I want to talk about some of those issues that are they're indoctrinating our children upon, but also some things that you can do as a parent or a grandparent or just a concerned friend. I mean, maybe you know a, a couple, like maybe a younger couple or a couple that has kids, and maybe you know they're not aware of what's going on in public school. So I want to give you some things today. Part of it is from Gary Bauer's comments, and part of it is mine, but it just makes common sense. But as we go toward this new school year, let me leave you with some things that I think can help if we'll just act on them just a little bit in some cases. But as he said, beginning as a trickle and turning into a tidal wave in a few weeks, America's 13,000 school districts are gearing up for another year in government-run schools. Used to be when school was starting, there was an excitement. I don't see that so much anymore among the kids, but not so much among the adults. There's a sense that public school is failing, and yet there's a perhaps greater sense of not knowing what to do about it. Some people can't afford private school. Some people feel they're not up to homeschooling when they are. No one is more qualified to teach their child than the parent of that child in 99.9% of the cases. That's the way God designed it. But anyway, total enrollment in public elementary, I looked into this yesterday with the thought of mentioning it today. The National Center for Education statistics say that total enrollment in public elementary and secondary schools increased from 49.4 million to 50.8 million students between the fall of 2009 and the fall of 2019. That was over a 10-year period. From fall 2019 to fall 2020, enrollment dropped by 3% to 49.4 million students. Total enrollment is projected to have rebounded to 50.1 million students by 2021. And then they say it will decrease again, 47.3 million students by the fall of 2030. And that's the last year they're projecting data available. But my point is that simply that there, there's about 50 million kids that go to public education, public school, K through 12. That's not the, the colleges and universities. They, too, are on fire with pro progressivism and relativism and so on. Bauer says that the academic year may be one of the most important in the history of our country this year. The evidence is overwhelming, he says, that America's classrooms from the earliest grades are being used not to educate but to indoctrinate our children with radical ideologies, racially divisive theories, and distorted views on human sexuality. If you listen to this program, you know I've talked about that 
dozens of times over the last particularly couple of years. Three main areas of concern for parents across the country, and this is pretty widely accepted. I mean, this is what most everybody who's expressing concern is saying. Number one is human sexuality. Sexuality, explicit textbooks, library materials, workbooks, classrooms, handouts, they're being introduced to children at inappropriate ages, including as early as first grade. And now they're pushing, and the Biden administration is pushing, trying to get this stuff pushed down into the preschool and get free preschool. He wants to pay for all the kids, so you'll be sure to send them there so they can indoctrinate them. Gary, you're overstating it. No, I'm not. If you look into it, the more you look into this, what we're talking about this morning, the more you're going to say, man, when did this happen? It is it is rampant. I mean, this guy in Sacramento is just the latest episode that made the news. It happens all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah, there are good teachers. I mean, we have some in our family. My family. But I understand that. There's godly teachers in the public schools today. But the overall, the, the, the pall that lays over the public education complex is not education. It's indoctrination. And they there's not even the pretense of not doing it. Now they're pretty just up front telling parents, what was it, last school year, remember in Virginia, that parents aren't even qualified to decide what their kids should be taught in a public school that they're paying for. Glenn Youngkin, who's the new governor of Virginia, was elected on that basis. He ran because he got fed up. He's a very successful businessman. I've seen little profiles on him. He's worth several hundred million dollars, and he's been very successful. He's a very committed Christian, apparently, he and his wife, and um, they have kids, and I mean, he was just a guy. He's very wealthy, very successful. But he said, I'm, I'm running for political office. He felt like the Lord spoke to him to do that. But it was based on how bad public education is and how they're indoctrinating generation after generation now. And then we wonder, what's wrong with our country? What's wrong with our country is, as as Abraham Lincoln said, and I, I paraphrase him, but as he said, what happens in the classroom happens in government the next generation. And it is happening in government, and it's happening in our culture. And these people are putting 50 million kids on the street every year that, that are going through this system, indoctrinated with stuff that is, is fundamentally opposed to the founding documents of this country, and more importantly, it's diametrically opposed to the Word of God and to what perhaps you as parents hold as your belief and you want to raise your children in the fear and admonition of God and you send them off on the big blue bomb or the big yellow bomb and they go off to school and, and all day long they're hammered with stuff that you don't believe in and they're told stuff that isn't scientifically sound about all of this transgenderism and all of this kind of thing. It's being pushed aggressively in many classrooms, not all, but many. In some cases, these very young kids are taught that if they feel like a girl or a boy, they're transgender. They go, well, they don't even know what that means. But they're taught what it means from a destructive point of view. So much for the, Tom, remember, some of you who are over 40, remember when 
people used to say, well, yeah, that's my daughter, Janie, or whatever. She's kind of a tomboy. She loves to play with her brothers. That was normal. Some girls like to play with their brothers and play baseball, and some like to not do that. But it didn't mean they were transgender, for goodness sakes. But now that the, now that public education has pretty much taken over the minds of the children of America, oh no. If you want to go out and play with your brother or do something like that or with your friends on the on the block that are boys, you may be transgender. We better get you we gotta get you on some hormone therapy. I mean, it's hideous. It's true. Some teachers have even told children to pick the pronouns they want to be called, but instructed them, please don't tell your parents. More broadly speaking, the larger LGBTQ plus movement has been active in some schools. One California teacher was caught encouraging her students to pledge allegiance, pledge allegiance to a homosexual pride banner instead of the United States flag in the classroom. We've talked about this. Drag queens have been brought into schools for reading hours with children. That's child abuse, pure and simple. Number two, critical race theory. As Christians, we reject racism in any form. True Christians, biblical Christians, are not racist. All human beings are made in the image of God. Genesis 1.27. Martin Luther King Jr.'s goal was that one day his children would, quote, live in a nation where they would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And yet today, critical race theory, under the guise of wanting to help the underprivileged, the blacks in particular, but the racists, are now pushing them down and identifying them as oppressed in a way that they can never be not oppressed. And everything about critical race theory is about the color of your skin. And they do so under the guise of carrying on the tradition of Martin Luther King Jr. Wow. If somebody visited here from another universe and looked at what we're doing, they would wonder, I mean, if they knew anything about humanity, they would wonder, what in the world are these people thinking? It is a path of self-destruction. The Bible talks about that a lot. Unfortunately, King's vision is rejected by the very people that hold him in esteem. Critical race theory, or CRT, first emerged in higher education, but in recent years, this trickled down. It's in elementary school. It's in preschool. CRT poisons young kids' minds. It teaches minority children that they are victims of a racist society, have little chance to succeed. White kids are taught that they are genetically racist and they're the oppressors. It's hard to imagine a more poisonous message that you could infect your children's mind with. It is from the devil. It is demonic. Truly, it is. I don't say that lightly. I've preached the gospel over the pulpit my entire adult life. And I'm telling you, it's demonic. It is that destructive. It is a form of religion. It's even, as Paul spoke, a form of godliness. But it takes the oppressed and the oppressors, and it creates two groups of people. And the one group is eternally guilty, and the other group is eternally oppressed. 
And the people who head up the movement, the leftist movement, some of whom are in leadership in America now and must be voted out, those folks are the sort of the overseers or the bishops of this new new age, new world religion. I mean, that's what I call it. You are eternally guilty if you're white. And you are eternally oppressed if you're black or Asian or whatever. But if you're not white. There is the guilt, but there is no opportunity for redemption. Because they want you to be under their leadership and their guidance as they manipulate and use you as a guilty person. It's horrendous. The third thing is the anti-American history. Most of us knew when we were growing up, American history textbooks taught us to love our country because it's virtuous values that uplift life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. We were all into that. We knew that. Our nation was heralded as a melting pot. Remember when that word was used of the world, the American experiment that afforded all people an opportunity to succeed. And for generations, people have fled to our country. They're climbing over walls now. We'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. I don't know. But, boy, it's just epidemic. I mean, people will do anything to get to America still. And yet the left curses America. Barack Obama started that movement, and it's expanded. But for decades, American universities have been teaching anti-American history or no history at all. Now there's an attack on our constitutional, on our constitution, our constitutional structure in America. It seeped down even into elementary schools. That's the problem that we have today. What can I do though? Let me leave you with a couple of things. Use use your kitchen table to sit down and discuss over dinner, over lunch, whatever. Bring your kid in there and say, "Well, I don't want to. I want to be on the screen. Turn off the screen." Talk to your kids about current events in the world. Become informed. That's what we try to do on this program every single day is inform parents and grandparents or anybody we can get to listen to us to inform you what's going on. It isn't my ideas that I'm trying to promote. I'm trying to promote the ideas of, of God upon which this country was built, biblical principles, biblical values. Talk to your kids about it. Inform yourself and just talk to them openly. Not as an expert, but as their parent who loves them very much. Say, you may not be hearing this in your classroom. I mean, just open up the discussion. Number two, you can join local groups of like-minded values to monitor your schools. There's strength in numbers. Don't cave to the public school when they say, well, you know, with a kind of a highbrow look like, well, don't interrupt. We know what we're doing and we have the answer to education and you're just a parent and So that's what was happening in Virginia. It's happening all across the country to various degrees. So join with a group of like-minded and pay attention and hold those people accountable. You're paying the bill for them in the public school in your area. Go to school board meetings. Pay attention to school board elections. Vote. Get involved. Consider other educational choices. And I don't have time to go into this in depth, but I've talked about it so much. Homeschool. Get your kid out of this mess if you possibly can. Christian schools are an option. I know they're expensive. Pray for God's intervention to break the stronghold of these destructive ideologies in our educational system. This is a battle that can only be won 
on our knees. Pray. Pray for your child. Pray for our nation. Hey, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for your support. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.